Get ready. It's time. Christina and Lisa. Welcome to the Cimarelli Podcast. Hey, I'm Christina. And I'm Lisa. And we're part part of Cimarelli. Wow. (laughs) Welcome back to the Cimarelli Podcast. Me being four other people, or three people. Me being a bunch of people. That's how you be a crowd. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) That was me. That's when people go, I took a photo of myself every day this year. Ready? Here I go. (laughs) Is that what they make it look like? The the time last ago. I didn't know that. It's okay, that's so what I was awesome. doing. Um, yeah. You guys, hopefully you're watching the podcast to see that, which I think you are. Um, the Survive Podcast is a fun, uplifting podcast where we focus a lot on self-improvement and personal growth, and we share juicy stories, discuss personal topics, and get vulnerable and real with you guys, and every other episode is available only on our Patreon. Definitely want to join Patreon. You get double the podcast episodes plus other series like Things We Don't Talk About, a really deep, vulnerable series and a bunch of q and with us and other series like there's a lot of stuff on there i can't even list it all it would take too long so consider joining the patreon for like a month see if you like it you probably will check it out today we are continuing our very special series called 20 questions in this series we interview each other on a topic that is very personal and significant to us in today's episode i'll be interviewing christina (laughs) on motherhood Oh my gosh, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, interesting. So, and this is from the questions came from. Oh, yes, sorry. I just our said, beloved like, so, like patrons. you're supposed to interview yourself. Okay, the questions came from our beloved patrons. And the first question is from Marcela. And Marcela wants to know what are you most looking forward to teaching Bear this year? Okay, so this oh. year, 2021. Probably. Wait, um, how old will he be by the end of the year? Over one year old. Yeah, <gasps> one and four months. Oh my gosh. So I'm looking forward to beginning swimming lessons. I was just going to say, <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind. Him just floating on his back. Pool. Yeah, oh. I'm looking forward to beginning swimming lessons. I'm really looking forward to that. Playing I would say that's number one. Tapping on the piano? Yeah. It's going to be so cute. There's literally There's too many things. things. There's so many things. But I am, I have been looking forward to swimming Trying since he was born. Trying new foods. Do you like this? Teaching him how to eat. <gasps> oh, there's too many things. But let's just say that one. Yeah. What do you think has been the most challenging part whilst looking after Bear, whilst healing from a C-section? This question comes from Isabel. Thank, Thank you, Isabel. you. So, oh yeah, you asked a bunch of good questions as Kath pointed out and I can see. Um, that's pretty easy. It was just like the physical, um, physical what's challenge. it called when you, uh, I can't think of a lot of words recently when I'm, Sleep deprived. Physical aspect? When you have like limit, physical limits. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Limitations? Limitations. There we go. So basically, um, healing from my emergency C-section was very rough. So it was very- extra tough, right? Yeah, it was very painful and I couldn't, okay, so it's hard to explain, but I couldn't walk really. I had to like lift my leg up with my hands because I couldn't do that kind of motion of using my abs in that way and I couldn't carry him for very long periods of time like Wait, more than a couple of minutes pain or because it hurt really bad Ooh. yeah it hurt because you use your core for like everything yeah you don't realize until you don't until your core has been cut you don't realize that you use it for everything Wait, they cut your muscles they cut 
Oh my gosh, I can't think about that. Oh my yeah. gosh. I haven't thought too much about everything they cut. I just say that and I just don't, try, I try not to think about the rest of it. But anyway, that's wild. you don't realize that you use your core for literally everything. So I couldn't like walk him around and bounce him to try to help him go to sleep. I had to do everything sitting down because getting up was so difficult. Getting up with him, I couldn't do. I had to be like, hey, Nick, take him so I can stand oh. up. So that's just really wow. frustrating because it's like he's crying. I want to help him. But all I can do is what I can do when I'm sitting here, which wasn't that much because you use your core for everything. So yeah. that was very challenging. I couldn't do like normal functions, couldn't whatever, that you would need to take care of a baby. Basic so then, things became extremely yeah. challenging. You must it must feel so freeing. Like you know when you're sick and then you get well and you're like It does. It's I'm like, like I do can these walk. basic things, you're like, wow. Yes, it does. I'm like, I can bounce him, I can hold him. What the heck? <laughs> that perspective, y'all. It really does feel like that. So the next question comes from Whoa, Kelsey. I tried to sing every name in um, my episode, but I only sang like four of them. Oh. So what would you say? She asks, what would you say has been the hardest part of motherhood? Um. Okay. So even though that physical part was challenging, it was definitely the mental mm. um, transition. But that was partly because of the physical limitations I wasn't expecting. Um, but it's just like all these new mental challenges of things that I had like tied my self-worth to that I didn't need to, and that a lot of women do the same things I didn't realize. Uh, luckily I've been working so much on my mental health that I was able to realize like with nursing, you can like tie your amount of milk you're producing to your self-worth. Lots of women do this. Yeah. It's weird, but like, it's like a natural thing for women to do. It's like, oh my gosh, am I a failure? I didn't produce enough milk. That's you feel like I'm a failure as a mother because I couldn't produce enough milk. But luckily I've been doing so much mental health work that I was like, okay, I can tell this is probably a normal thing. I was right upon further research. And I was like, no, this is not my self-worth. Um, how much milk I can produce. Like I'm doing my why best. Why would you, what would you say to someone else? You wouldn't be like, guess you failure. Suck. Yeah. You wouldn't at all, but that's such a mental. So game. that was hard getting over that and then getting over the loss of quote, quote freedom. So it's like you gain this amazing gift, but you do lose a lot of freedom, but you gain something. Like I would say, I was saying this the other day, like I smile more, probably as much as I used to in like a month in a day, oh. easily smile like a thousand times. Oh. And I'm smiled at like a thousand times. Oh. So that's so different and so worth it. And there's oh. the feeling and like the bond and oh, how much you sacrifice for your I child. Mean, what deeper connection is Yeah, there? it's just amazing. So you give up a lot of freedom. That's true. The biggest true. sacrifice brings the biggest rewards. Yes. So it's like I'm giving up a ton. I have to, I have to like figure out how life looks now that I literally have to um have to what's what I'm looking for schedule it around this tiny person every second of the day and like when I'm feeding them and when they're sleeping and what we're doing whatever so that like scheduling my entire day around someone is not something that I ever wanted to do ever <laughs> like Nick and I barely schedule a day around each other at all oh yeah that's a big so I was like hurdle. I don't want to schedule my entire day around someone who has to eat from me every hour and oh. a half but I got used. I, I said, do it. I said to myself, I'm going to get used to it. I got used to it. Oh yeah. I'm used to it. And he ain't going to be that way forever. Yeah. And I'm like, he's You're not going to miss. Yeah. Miss. It's not going to be like this forever, but yep. it was definitely challenging the mental transition. Mm -mm. I fall. I see those mom accounts on Instagram. They're full of gentle reminders. They're like, like you can them. mourn the loss of 
the life you lived while still being excited yes. for the child to come. That is such a good, good you thing to remember. You can be having a tough time and enjoy parenting. Because that's another thing. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible mom. I feel so guilty that I really miss my old life. I miss being able to just go on a walk and not think about anything or just but go to the like, store. Why wouldn't you? Or just like sleep. I really miss that. Yeah. But you're allowed to miss that and you can still be a good mom. It's okay. Yeah. That's a great oh, man. thing to remember. Well, thank you. Um, the next question <laughs> comes from Isabel with an O. Isabel. Just kidding. I don't know how you pronounce it, but we'll just leave it there. Um, she asks, what milestone are you most excited about Barrett reaching? So many milestones to choose from, really, if we're getting into yeah. the nitpicking. Okay. I do feel like Maybe walking because one? I remember <gasps> almost all of my younger siblings walking oh. for the first time. It was so exciting. Like, I don't exactly remember them crawling. That's a coaching moment. Or like certain things. Yeah. I don't remember mm-hmm. certain things, but I remember almost everyone walking. It was oh. so fun. Like, such a cool Look, thing. she took a step. Oh, it was so exciting. Like, Mom, she took her first step. Get in here. You know, or like, hey, um, Lauren took her first step. Everyone get in here. Like, you know, so I'm, I'll just say walking for now. That's going to be really exciting. I'm excited. I have to say I'm most excited for him to start talking. Oh, I my god! cannot wait. Like, what when he's he like say? really, really talking. Yes. Oh, even little words. Mama. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Talking ties. Talking ties. Yeah. Those awking words. Walking, talking, squawking. We love it. Yes. He squawks already. He does squat. It's wild. Our next question comes from Annabelle. And Annabelle wants to know, I don't know where she's from, but I'll just give her a Southern accent. What are a few of your goals with Barrett for 2021? A few of my goals with Barrett. I feel like I thought of this and now I can't remember. (laughs) Goals. Well, one of my goals, which I already said earlier. Get a PhD. Yes. One of my goals is to do (laughs) our beginning swimming stuff in the summer. That'll be really fun. And then one of my goals, well, this is kind of broad. It's just to build, my biggest goal is to build trust, like a secure connection um, so that he knows when he calls, I'm going to come. When he's looking for me, I'm there. When he needs something and he can't say it, I'm going to figure it out. Or at least most of the time I'm going to figure it out. Never going to get a hundred percent, but I know that most of the time I'm trying to meet his needs that's my biggest goal that mm. he can feel that and that we get that secure connection that's my biggest 2021 goal because it's so scary you can't even talk and say what you need and this person has to guess like you're crying because your butt hurts and they don't even mm. know well and luckily then, you're a human too so you yeah, it's not like, you have hmm, to guess could be this random animal needs could be that it's like you kind of know it's like what if they have an ear infection they can't be like okay maybe they're tugging at their ear i had ear infections all the time so yeah it's what's one of my biggest goals beautifully said beautifully said our next question comes from coco coco wants to know little rhyme um how did having a baby influence your working life i can't imagine it did but (laughs) how did it yeah um minuscule ways okay it actually kind of kind of didn't as much as I thought it would because I thought it was going to like change everything, but then it actually didn't. It's kind of weird because, okay, so the girls already think that I don't give them enough breaks basically. So I was like, okay, now I have to give them breaks because I have to take breaks to feed him. The child so needs time. it worked out. Yeah. They weren't like, mm-hmm. we need, le- we need less breaks, Christina. They were like, oh, great. A break. So I take more breaks to feed him because I never took as many breaks before. And I'm just trying to work less hours overall that we're trying to 
um, plan more smart, which I think we're doing a good job of, um, so that it's less hours, but like more quality content. And I also feel really inspired now that it's like, uh, my actual child is going to see this content one day. It's gotta be I, good. I, I, yeah. I used to think of it before, like, okay, my kids are going to see this. Like, I want to make sure this is stuff that I'm proud of on the internet. Well, it's like, you just didn't want to make sure it wasn't stupid. Yeah. But now you're like, now I'm like, Ooh. oh my gosh, my actual child's going to see this. I'm glad I'm proud of everything I have on the internet. And I really want to make him proud. He's a real person I can think of now. So wow. that affects it, I would say. Absolutely. The next question comes from Rebecca with one C. She's a unique gal. Have you noticed that your relationship with Nick is different? <laughs> yeah, I was following this account that was for like marriage after baby. Oh, um, which she was, she said she was in the Sim fam. I followed her. Oh my She's gosh. like, oh my gosh, I, I, I literally watched every video for the last, like, I don't remember, she said seven years. I don't know, Whoa. making it up. And I was like, what the heck? I wouldn't guess that. But anyway, really cool. A side note. And basically, um, our marriage basically died, I would say. I would say it died in the beginning because it was like, I'm giving every last ounce of everything that I have to take care of this child while I'm also attempting to heal from a major surgery. Huge, biggest life change ever. I have nothing for you, Nick. And he's like, I have nothing for you. And we kind of just gave everything we could to bear it and nothing to each other. And then after a while, I'm like, I don't think we've hugged each other in like a week. Oh, probably not really a week, but but basically, it was kind of like, like that. It. It's like, did we hug each other <laughs> once a day? I don't know. But we were talking about bear all the time, which is really fun. But I would say, yeah, our marriage kind of died uh, momentarily, which I think is totally normal based on the stuff I've seen on the internet. So we had to like actually try to rebuild it. I remember at one point I was thinking like, am I ever gonna want to talk to him again? <laughs> and then the next week, you have all these hormones, you think crazy things. The uh, next week, I'm like, duh, I want to talk to him. Uh, but I was like, do I care anymore? Yes, you care. It's hormones. So it's wild. Wild. Kind of is back to normal now, though. So normal stuff. Like he has become a lot more mushy from what I've seen. Definitely. Like, yeah, I would say it's unlocked <laughs> his mushiness more, which is great. Yes. Um, Love he's that. Quite the, he's quite the caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question, again, is from Isabel with an O. She's killing it. How do you think motherhood has changed you? Oh my gosh. This is a great question. It has grown me. Yeah. I've I've it's challenged me in so many ways. I've had to like face a lot of my biggest fears, which is weird. Like surgery, Makes needles. Sense. Oh my gosh. Surgery, needles, blood, not sleeping. Literally some of my One of your biggest, biggest fears not sleeping. That, no, that is I'm dead serious. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. That's literally that crazy. It was one of my biggest fears. Especially for a prolonged amount of time. That's a fear. That was That's my fear. biggest fear. I thought like I will die. Cause I'm not one of those people who can just not sleep that well, I am actually. I thought you I wasn't one of those people who can just not sleep and live. But I am. I slept one hour last night. That's not normal, but that's what happened. And I am living life um, to the fullest, not just anywhere near the fullest, <laughs> but in a, it, uh, you know, I'm Decently living, well. I'm, I'm living. So I'm not <laughs> on the edge of death. I would say that's good. So, um, basically I've sacrificed and suffered so much, but for a cause. So the amount of sacrifice and suffering that I've experienced has deeply changed me it turns it really it's so hard to 
explain until you go through it. And my mom and I were talking about this. Um, that's true. Like once you go through this, you literally feel like a warrior. You're like, I am a warrior. I cannot believe I am a warrior. Cause once you, you go through it, you're like, cause that's how they I must did feel. This. You're not yeah, just going like, to battle for I no do reason. That? Yeah. It's like, I just faced a bunch of my biggest fears. How did I on earth? And I thought I couldn't do it because the only thing that makes you do it is the fact that you have a tiny little angel depending on you. So like, there's no choice. I have to do it. Otherwise before you're like, I'm not going to push myself. I don't have to, but this like, I have to, the I'm going to do it. So it, it grew me into a warrior, different person. Never experienced it before. It's weird because it makes you tougher and softer. Yeah, it's weird. At the same time. So yeah, that's the big, that's a good way to sum it up. I'm a lot tougher and softer. Oof. Because that heart just stretches. Yes. Stretches. Just gets bigger. Um, <laughs> next, I don't know why that was Australian. Our next question is from Janine. Janine wants to know, is motherhood like you thought it would no. be? <laughs> No. It's like, what do you really no. think it's going to be? You just picture like, oh, do do, so cute. Yeah, I really thought you don't think be. about all the things you have to do. Oh my gosh. It's like, oh, look at that cute baby. I want one. Yeah, it was nothing. Uh. And it's crazy because I've taken care of so many of my siblings, but I didn't take care of them from the newborn days on because my mom was with them. Yeah. And that's what I you realized. Experienced that. Yeah, I would say, like, I'm curious to see how, like, toddlerhood measures oh. up because I do have way more experience with toddlers on I have high expectations all those ages. for toddlers I'm curious about that I have a lot of experience there but newborns no 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 so yeah it was nothing like I thought it'd be probably like 10 million trillion times harder than I thought but it I would bet be toddlerhood whatever you want to call it will be like you think because we know. have experience with toddlers everyone's saying that's like insanely hard so I'm like I think okay. it's just a lot of like discipline I do have stuff. so much more experience there, though, so yeah. I don't know we'll see we'll see no, but I think you it's like it babysitting was, all the time you know yeah so we'll see you are the sitter it was it was nothing like i thought it would be you will how did you how would you even have expectations for that i just realized yeah like, you think that you can guess oh how i something have a is? cat yeah you think you have an idea no nope that's oh. wild well thank you janine um the thank next you. question is from bessie um bessie wants to know how do you manage to have time for your hobbies or other things that do not directly include taking care of Barrett. Okay, so. And do you, actually? This is a challenge, but I've been, like, strategizing I imagine lately. in the very beginning, you you absolutely don't. Yeah, in the beginning, you don't. You, there's no um, But time. it's kind of like, okay, you just have to be strategic. So, can I do something while he's sleeping? Can he be playing while I'm doing something? Can a family member come up and w- watch him? Can you get a babysitter? Or can you get, like... Um, if it's like, I mean, that can get really expensive. So can you get like a mother's helper teenager come over and play with him for a bit? Who's cheaper than an older babysitter who's there alone, stuff like that. Um, I need him to be occupied in some way. That's the answer. So someone's with him, he's sleeping or he's playing basically. So there's a few things I haven't fit in yet, but I'm like made a list last week of things that I want to get back into. But you know what? Even before I had him, I did not do I didn't make time for my hobbies. I'd be like, oh, I just sat on my phone yeah. <laughs> for like five hours. And it's That's like, pretty I had, to now I'm like, I had so much freaking time before this, but yeah. you just, if you're not forced to actually do it, like you're not, you're not going to do it now that I know like, oh my gosh, I have 30 minutes right now. I'm going to do all these chores or I'm going to go record something like whatever. 
because I'm like, I have 30 minutes. Before it was like, eh, I have all day, like maybe tomorrow. You're going to become every day. so much more productive. Yes. Oh my gosh. You, you take advantage of every pocket of time now. Yeah. That's funny. When you have less time, you do more. <laughs> wow, deep. Thanks, Bessie. Um, the next question is, how do you manage time for self-care? Kind of similar question. P.S. You're an amazing mom from Whoa, Kelsey. Thank you, Kelsey. Kelsey. Um, kind of what I was saying before, I you have to find time when he's occupied. Otherwise, it's just not really going to work when he's doing something. So, like, I'll put him on my bed because he doesn't, like, crawl around yet. Uh, he can't really when he's in the middle of the bed. It's a huge bed. So I'll put him in there even flip over much. and I'll in the morning, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth, comb my, well, brush my hair, change and put my contacts in and do a few extra things to feel like that's like light self-care. That's like the basics. But some people, they don't even get those done in motherhood. So I'm like, I have to get those yeah. done at least. And then other things. Yeah. You got to have them occupied somehow to do that. Um, like today I had a babysitter over there. Um, and I did like a whole self-care hour and I did all this like extra self-care stuff that was maybe kind of like pointless, random, like as far as what I was actually doing. Like I had one of those roller things on your face. I just did it because it feels really good when it's yeah. in the refrigerator and you take it out. But mm. I don't really know if I had a point, but it felt it's really soothing. good. That's the point. I had like lavender essential oils. I like lit a candle. I sprayed my like rose water spray, kind of like stuff that's saw day yeah it was just like an hour that was like i'm just gonna do like an indulgent luxurious shower and it it felt so so good so you know something like just one hour of that which is can be hard to come by as a, a mom it's great i mean you know yeah that's what i do mm-hmm. for now hopefully it will evolve over time i'm sure it will I'm sure it will. Yeah, it will. Isabel has the next question. And she asks, do you find yourself closer or more distant from God? Closer to or more distant from God now that you're a mother? Okay, so I feel like on the one hand closer to because seeing like his design of like the human body and motherhood and birth and children. I mean, when you learn about giving birth, and the human body giving birth, it's like it's unreal, like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. So that made me like feel closer to God actually. And just going through so much suffering, I felt like I connected with God a lot. So I do feel like I did get a lot closer, but then I also feel like I'm, but I felt like I already had this before. Mm-hmm. I'm challenged to spend time with God. Maybe I'm more aware of like, I need to spend more time with God because I want um, Barrett to see me as an example and I want to be spending time with God with Barrett. Mm. So that's my mind work now. Cause I'm like, he is developing his opinions of everything right now. So it makes me more conscious of like, I really want him to see this certain thing. So I need to take it more seriously. Um, and I've wanted to anyway, but now I'm like, it's really important to me. So I think I'm more aware of the ways I'm distant and what I need to work on, but I do think I'm a lot closer to God because I can just see so many gifts in all of the suffering or, and when I say suffering, it might sound kind of like dramatic, but I feel like we use the word suffering in Catholic church a lot. So that's kind of why I'm using it. So hopefully you guys aren't like, what the heck? I'm just suffering like anything that's difficult. Yeah. I'm not saying, I feel like it could come across like I'm not grateful, but it's really just no, the reality like is tough you go through suffering. You can't like just make it stop. Yeah. It's just happening to you. 
So yeah, going through all of that, um, I see a lot of gifts from God, like all these gifts of like strength and resilience, perseverance, discipline, focus, like so many things like that. I can see all these gifts. So I would say, yeah, closer. You're going to be teaching him how to do his little bedtime prayer soon. That's going to be so cute. I will die. Oh, I can't wait. <clears throat> Make a video, please. But I'm like, he needs to see me praying before bed. You pray I'm with like, him. I gotta do it. Yeah, I know. We pray together. And I keep forgetting. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I realize what I'm forgetting. Well, all right. Um, the next question is from Annabelle. Once again, we find ourselves back with Annabelle. What she asks, what ways did you best, did you find best to relax, rest, and heal after the C-section? Like what was most effective, I guess? I mean, I had to sit on the couch all day, basically. Yeah, you didn't really have a choice. Yeah. And I couldn't get into my bed. I literally like couldn't get into my bed. Did you, you have to, sleep like, on the couch? Climb, yeah. I, I couldn't climb into my bed because oh. you use your core. I Did couldn't you get, do like, it. bed sores kind of like on your no. butt from sitting all the time? No. Oh, okay. Because I was kind of moving around. You're supposed to walk every day to heal. It Ooh. sucks because they're like, now walk around. You're like, I can't. But they make Ow. you walk and it hurts so bad. But anyway, um, the best ways to relax were relaxing on the couch and healing, let's see, um, drinking a ton of water and getting like a lot of nutritious food. I did focus on that. I ate like a lot of random stuff, but I did have a lot of vegetables and a lot of like, I, I think I really was trying to like replenish myself after all I went through and then making sure I had a lot of help. So I wasn't like lifting things and mm. blah, blah, blah. I asked for help a lot, which was good. I don't know if I did anything else really. Oh, uh, duh. Here's a big one. I worked with a pelvic floor physical therapist and she helped me so much. Mm. So she like assessed everything and told me like how I was healing and w- some exercise I should do to help myself slowly build my strength oh. back. And it was so great for my mental health actually, because she would tell me like, Oh, you're doing great. I've seen like so many moms who have had C-sections and yours looks amazing. Yay. Your scar tissue, blah, blah, blah. And that <sighs> made me feel, Oh, good. A professional has checked me out and said this is going great blah That's blah blah so that helped my mental health a lot yeah. so having her in the healing process was like one of the best things i looked forward to her coming every week i was so so happy about that so that was very very helpful our next question is from mn girl i'm assuming it's minnesota but i don't know it could be like could be moose nachos i don't know Moose Nachos Girl Girl asks, what is your best advice on tackling mom guilt, a.k.a. feeling like you are a bad mom? Yeah. Um, Mom guilt is, I'm glad they have a phrase for that because it tells you like, oh, this is so real and common. And it doesn't help that people like put it on you all the time. How could you do that? How could you do this? How could you do that? But we were talking about this. I was talking to my sisters about that and they were like, yeah, mom's guilt other moms all the time because they feel guilty themselves. It's a cycle. They get guilted, so they guilt others. Yes, that's why it happens. And it's, like I said, you have all these things to, like, put yourself worth on. Like, oh, my gosh, my child's not meeting their milestones. Did I, like, fail by not giving enough tummy time? Or I'm not producing milk or I couldn't nurse my child. Like, am I a failure? I'm not a good enough mom. I didn't try hard enough. Like, all these things you can say to yourself like that that are so uncalled for, honestly, but we just do automatically. It's like the way we live in the rest of our life. Transfer that into all the mom stuff. Then you kind of realize how toxic it is to, like, talk to yourself like that. So the same stuff that we talk about in our other podcast episodes is the same, um, are the same tools that I use to tackle mom guilt, which is breaking it down and being like, is this true? Like, is my milk supply really a reflection of whether or not I'm a failure 
um, as a mom? Is that really a reflection of that? No. And you have to break it down for yourself and go why it's not. Otherwise you will sit there and think that that's the reason that you are a failure as a mom, blah, blah, blah. So you have to break it down and reason with yourself or else it is so toxic to sit there and just feel like a failure all the time. And then especially with Instagram to like see all these other moms and it's like, wow, Look like how well, great. yeah, it's what perfect. the heck? Her baby goes in the stroller and doesn't scream their head off. What am I doing wrong? Oh my gosh, I'm a failure. Oh, that baby's sleeping seven hour stretches. I'm a failure. It's like all these different things happen. You're like, oh, the reason that it's not happening to me is because I'm a failure. And then it's like, no, no, no. It's you have it's a different baby. You have a unique child and you might've done something wrong. You might've done nothing at all wrong. But if you did something wrong, you can learn, you can correct it. And most likely you did nothing wrong and you don't have to learn anything except for how to be nicer to yourself, more compassionate and kind and how to reason through and realize I didn't do anything wrong. It's just a unique child. And some kids are born being able to sleep really well and some kids can't. Like if you have siblings, you can ask your mom, like, were we all identical? You can ask mm-hmm. yourself, am I identical with all my siblings? Okay, maybe you are identical with all your siblings, but probably you're not. I mean, literally, like, if you're, like, a triplet or something, and you're, like, they're not identical. I mean, triplets. even then. Identical, twins? Do they all sleep the same? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't <laughs> think they do. I follow oh, people with, um, yeah, I follow, yeah, they don't. They don't. Even, yeah, even twins don't all sleep the same. So, what was I saying? Yeah, kids are all unique. Gotta stop being mean to yourself, guys. Can you tell I'm really tired? I'm I'm it's worried that the things I'm saying aren't making sense, no, but I no, think they mostly are. You're doing are. really well. They're so making perfect. If sense. I say something didn't make sense, no, no, don't no. blame me. And that's another thing about the mom guilt is I feel like also coming to terms with the fact that you will do things wrong. You probably already have. Everyone, yeah, does like oh, and I if did they that don't thing wrong. do something horribly wrong now, they will later because we're all just people. Yes, like who have you met that's like. I mean, honestly can say their parents I did never did perfect. anything wrong. Like it wouldn't make sense unless you were a perfect robot, which you're, you're raised not by a robot. Yeah, that's a good point is realizing you not having a standard of I need to do nothing wrong. And that everyone else doesn't do things wrong. Yeah. Everyone does. Everyone else is wrong. a robot. Yeah, that's a good that's point. That's just life. So I would add that into it, into my statement. Then you don't have to be afraid of it. You're like, oh yeah, okay, I messed that up. That's okay. Make the goal instead of not doing anything wrong. Um being able to identify when something's not working and just for you it. and then being able to be vulnerable enough to be like, oh, that thing I'm doing is not working. I want to fix it instead of being like, mm, like too scared to, to, to admit you did something wrong um, or like being like horrible to yourself because you did something wrong. Instead, just be like, oh, I want to just be more curious and, and be like, is this working or not? Okay, this thing is wrong. Let me fix that. It's like cooking or making a meal. Not that I do that very often, but it's like if you put in the wrong ingredient, like do this a lot. Ever Kevin put baking soda into muffins once or something instead of like baking, baking powder, powder and it tasted really salty. And it's like, oh, are you just going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person. No one else I ever made wrong this ingredient. mistake. Like, no, you just change the ingredient. It's all a souffle. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good you gotta thing to add in. You got to just be a creative chef. Just changing it up. Try new Take things. Take the pressure off. Just do, you're doing your best. Yeah. Um, the next question comes from my Fiona, or I was going to say, sh- not Shrek, but Fiona. I got good ones for her, <laughs> um, or maybe bad ones if she hates them. Sorry. She asks, how did you deal with the lack of sleep you had slash still have? Clearly, 
Okay, yes. So how do you deal? Number one, I ask for help whenever I can for moments of rest. Number two, I give myself these pampering self-care moments. Those actually mm. really help. I don't know how they help so much, but I think they give you that like rush of, rush of like relaxing hormones and whatnot. So doing the little random like pampering yourself moments seem kind of dumb, but they really, that like really, really helps. And then mindset stuff. So in the beginning, whenever like Bear would wake up, I'd be like, no, my, my mind, I'd be screaming, no, no, oh no, please sleep. And then at one point I was like, what if I stopped saying like, please sleep and oh no, like what if I just stopped that and was like, he's gonna wake up when just he wakes up. It. Me saying no will not stop it. <laughs> so what if I'm just like, he's gonna wake up when he wakes up. I just wanna do my best. Lord, give me the strength. So I just changed my mindset. Like last night when I was working on, some soothing stuff with him. Um, and he was like adjusting to it, which is why I was up for so long. Then I was just like, I'm doing this process. I'm doing my best. And if, if I don't sleep, I don't sleep. And then I had to get to, to like, what am I scared of? Like, oh, I'm scared that I'm not gonna be able to sleep. And then I'm not gonna be able to do the podcast tomorrow. And then it's gonna ruin my whole work schedule. It's like, no, no, it's gonna be fine. If I have to reschedule, it's gonna be okay. Like I'm mm. going to mm. be okay. And if I have to do it sleep deprived, I'm going to be okay, which I am okay. And I was like, if I'm dead, I can reschedule it. And I felt, okay, I can do this. I don't actually feel as dead as I thought. So it really is a mindset thing for me. I have to, I don't know what, I don't, I just accepted it, which is weird. But when you stop fighting it and you just accept it and you accept like, yes, it doesn't feel that good. You don't like lie and say, I feel great. I'm like, it doesn't feel that good, but this is how it is. And it's not going to last forever. That's a fact. That is definitely a fact. It cannot last forever. Okay. He's not going to be his crib when he's 15. That's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to last forever. Soon he'll be sleeping like 13 hours and you have to go wake him up. Like get ready for school or whatever. Yeah. So except, yeah, acceptance is just wild. The more I fought it, the more it hurt. It's so true. But I, it's true. When I had like really bad anxiety or like different things like being jet lagged or I don't know, just certain random or the night before a big trip when you're like, hey, certain things bring on that insomnia. Yeah. And the more that you sit there, the more I sit there and go, oh no, I'm awake. Oh no, I need to fall asleep. I need to fall asleep. It makes you more you stressed cannot. out, more awake. And you, you just don't, can't. you sleep really light and you're like panicking the whole time. But when I had that for an extended period of time, I started just going, okay, I'm not going to sleep tonight. That's okay. Like I'll sleep in the car or I'll do something okay. else. And you realize like you're not going to be awake forever. At some point, yes. you will crash. And if you feel like you're going to crash, you can have someone take care of the child while you crash. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, you're going to sleep. Makes the end. it so much better. That's so true. Um, one of our last questions is from Ariel. Ariel. Not exactly sure how you say that, but give us a little shout in the comments. Um, this is a cute question. What kind of personality do you think Barrett has slash will have? Ooh. Yeah, this is so interesting because it's just my like theories now, but my mom gave me some insight on this because she saw 11 little babies grow up into mm -hmm. adults with their personalities, you know? So comparing that and she, in her professional opinion, mm -hmm. um, after talking to her, then I kind of, I will, I would just agree with her on this. She thinks that he's really, um, like abnormally smiley. So I think probably like pretty friendly, He's very social, it seems. Social. That's what she said. People. She said that as well. He's a very social baby. So friendly, social, with a very like determined, <laughs> focused, focused and determined side that's like really determined. Strong will. <laughs> yeah, he's strong, but it's weird. 
I don't know how that not mixes, but like it's not, but it reminds me of, but it reminds me of uh, Nick kind of, he's strong willed, but also laid back, but those aren't opposite. Are they? No, it's not like hard headed and like, I don't care what you say. It's just like, when I want something, I'm going to get it. He's strong willed and he's also kind of laid back and social. He's definitely a people person. Cause you can see like you put a toy in front of him. He's kind of like, Oh, what's that? And then like people in the room, he's like, Oh my gosh. He's like looking all around he loves and like it. smiling. He loves people. So we'll see in a couple years. Like, does he turn out just like we're thinking? I have no idea, but I'm, I'm curious to see well, that. Even some of our kids like Joey, I feel like he was really outgoing and like loud as a kid. And now he's like, he went through a really quiet, like withdrawn phase as a teenager. And now he's coming out slowly into a different in between. Like a lot of people have like character arcs. You know what's weird? His determination thing kind of reminds me of Lauren when she was a baby. Because Lauren was like, ah! the way that Lauren would scream in her crib, it kind of reminds me of him. Yeah, like, I don't true. know what that is. We'll, we'll see when he gets a little older, but it kind of gives me some Lauren vibes. Like, it's not Amy vibes. It's no. not like Alex vibes, but it gives me a little bit of Lauren vibes. So... I'm it's like curious. an injustice almost. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. And my mom said that he reminds her kind of of Christian and Joey in different ways. So we'll see. That's so interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I'm so Very curious to see how now. he ends up. Okay, our last question comes from, I believe you say this as Alija. Alija. Uh, that's my only guess. Aliyah. Aliyah could be. I don't know. Aliha. A-L-E-E-J-A. Her question is... What is a mother-son moment of your day that you look forward to? Oh. Easy. So I'm such a morning person, and so is Barrett. We're such oh. morning people. So I love, Wait, love, what time love, does love. He wake up. Um, he doesn't wake up better. Well, he wakes a hundred times. Like final but wake up. Finally, for the day, is at seven. Oh, some days it's earlier, but most times seven. I feel like so. a lot of kids wake up at like six o'clock. I'm like, oh, I mean, I can't. that's not. Bad. I'm not ready for, <laughs> for that. <me. laughs> but <sighs> um. I love waking up in the morning with him. Every time I'm like, good morning. And he goes, oh, and he does this like really cute smile. And then I like, oh, I'm to change your diaper. And he's like, oh my God. And then I'm like, hi, I'm like holding him. And he just does like the cutest, like smiles the whole day. I'm like, oh, hi, Baird Bobo. And he's just the oh whole time. Gosh. He's just so happy. And he's just beaming at me the whole time with oh. the biggest smiles I've ever seen. And it's so wow. fun. In the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till he wakes up. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> I can't wait for the morning. And no matter, it, it's been five and a half months every, since he started smiling, which was not. Pretty early, right? Yeah, it was Three not. Months? He wasn't that old. Um, maybe in this two month range. Wow. Since he's been, since he's really been smiling, probably it's been two months straight, probably of this. Oh. Every single morning without fail, no matter how bad I feel or what oh. I'm going through or what's going on. I've never had, I, I can feel like absolute trash, which I have on many mornings. No matter what's going on, I wake up and I, he just beams at me and I just beam right back at him. Doesn't matter what happened. He wow. could have exploded his diaper all over <laughs> Good everything. Job. And my white blanket, oh. everything. I'm like, Ugh. I pick him up, he's smiling. And I'm just like, ah. so that like smile, well, it's not one smile. Millions of smiles in the morning that we Smiling share, marathon. I would say. Yeah. Every single day without fail. Yeah. That's probably one of the best moments of the whole day and my whole life. Wow. That is really cute. He is a smiley one. He, he and he, and he goes, not only he smiles, but he goes, and does yes. this like, he has like bro the, thing. It's he so. He brings his hands to his like, mouth. Ah! It's so cute. so cute. It's just insane. Oh, wow. It's great. I wish I had like a video reel of all his cutest moments but i bet i haven't even seen half of them like 
the things that mannerism types like yeah it's probably got so many wow what a golden child what a golden mother thank you for coming on the show the golden goose oh on your I'm show no. you're welcome yeah thanks for thanks for coming to um my talk show we'll have you back someday <laughs> I don't know. Um, would you so like to glad wrap I it got up to come to this show? Do that. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Cimarelli podcast. Once again, check out Patreon. There's so much amazing content in there, like so much. Join it for a month. See what you think. You're probably going to love it, especially if you like self-improvement, personal growth. You will love it. Thank you for your interview. I'm glad I could join the show today. So welcome. We'll see you guys in the next episode. In the, Yeah. Or the next, next episode. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Cimarelli podcast. Follow Cimarelli on Spotify and subscribe on YouTube. You can also find Cimarelli on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 